0: another nick no banger yeah uh-huh come on yeah uh-huh come on yes. yeah who is it favor radio uh-huh. favor radio for fuck favor radio uh-huh. she made it die she made it die baby yeah. favor radio baby uh-huh. favor radio baby Say what? Uh-huh. Come on. Yeah. The This is the show called Fable Radio. When you heard it here first, yeah, yeah, let me know. To all this tuning and listening on no stereo. My intro's like the wind rolling down yeah, here yeah, very slow. Woo. Radio. Come on. Favor Radio. Yeah, yeah. Radio, Radio. Share your baby. Fade Roll Radio. That's right. Fade Roll Radio. Fade Roll Radio. Uh huh. This is it, kid. To the talented and gifted. That's why we come raw, we come real authentic. And sharp with it. G read the dog, baby. Y'all visit. Tune in to Fade Roll Radio. When you heard it here, you heard it first. That's right. That's right. Tell your friends, tell your family. On that note, we out. Yeah. Peace. Hey, hey, family! It's your boy J Rated R, and yes, you are tuning in to Feral Radio, where you heard it here, you heard it first. On Feral Radio, family, there are no stereotypes, no discrimination. We talk about everything. There's no filters, and there's no censorship. We talk about spirituality, religion, what's going on in the world, relationships, all that, and a whole lot more. So if you're looking for something down to earth or even outside the box, tuning in to Fable Radio with your boy Jay, that's where it's at. So share with your friends and your family. Chime in on Fable Radio where you heard it here, you heard it first. I'm your boy Jay Read It all signing off saying to all those, stay blessed, peace, and namaste. Hello everybody It's your boy J Rated R And that's right You're tuning in the Fay Road Radio Where well, you heard it here You heard it first No doubt I want to say to the world This is tuning in family appreciate every moment of your life and don't take anything or anyone for granted i cannot stress that enough and what brought that about you say well family if you know me by now a lot of you do some of you are just still learning me and some of you are just now for the first time uh hearing about me and if you're new to the show welcome thank you for uh, coming by and checking us out we hope that you will go back and listen to our previous shows that we've done over time and hopefully you will become um part of the favor radio community and i hope that any information or any um podcast that we've had can um touch you in a way that resonates with your soul happy to have you but getting back to what i was saying um I'm always thinking. I'm always feeling. I'm always, you know, looking at things and observing. And for, to the best of my ability, family, um, that's never going to stop until the Lord calls me home. Which I pray that doesn't happen anytime soon, unless, of course, it's going to be the rapture or Harpazo, as the Bible calls it. Other than that, family, there's so much more to contribute. Contribute. As time progresses, we get older. We look at our lives. We look back on our lives. We ask ourselves, "What did I accomplish? What more can I accomplish at the state or the or at the level that I'm at?" Um, I've had some pretty good success in my life, and then there's some some back. I've had taken some back seats and some some step backs, and have fell off a little bit too. But I guess that was also a part of life's lessons. Um, I know what it feels to have. I know what it feels to lose. I know what it feels to gain. I know what it feels to have something taken away from you. One thing is for sure, if nothing else, no matter what your status is here, what your gender, nationality, or creed, what your material um, accomplishments are, the one thing is for certain for all of us is that we came in this world with nothing and when we depart from this world we leave with nothing that means you can't take anything with you the only thing that's leaving out of here is you and where you go after that well that's a whole different ball game from there this life is just a vapor and it will be here one day till your beckon the next day somebody else has it for the taking and so what we have to learn to do is appreciate where we fall in where we get in And we can make our names. We can sketch our names in human history. But at what cost? And what are you doing. In terms of making a name for yourself. Is it going to be a positive one? Or is it going to be a negative one? Because according to the scriptures. You're only appointed. One time to live. And one time to die. And then after that it's judgment. I know a lot of you believe in reincarnation. I know a lot of you believe in. um, Multi universes. And I'm not saying that. In a sense, you're wrong. What I am saying, though, if it's going to be biblically uh, compared to anything that we believe outside of the Bible, is that I'm not willing to find out in depth whether the Bible's right or whether you are right. I will take my chances on the scriptures. <laughs> now, what I have told you all before is I do believe in multi dimensional reality. To me, that's a little hard not to believe just by many different aspects to kind of prove that Um, as far as reincarnation I did a podcast on that so if you really want to know where I stand on reincarnation and how I compare it to the bible definitely make sure you go back through the archives of favor radio and find the podcast that speaks on reincarnation family I've tried to touch a little bit on everything and if there's things that's changed since the time that I did those podcasts I'll let you know I'll update it I'll I'll do a spinoff or update But until then, um, you know, we've been doing this podcast almost five years, and I cannot believe that already. I started this in 2019 of July, and now here it is, February of 2024. That's crazy. That's just how fast time has has moved. And since 2019, a lot has happened. You know, um, a lot has happened. And I've spoken on that in different podcasts in the earlier years during those times. So today's podcast is going to be kind of like every other podcast. We're going to be updating you on information. We're going to be talking about supernatural things. And um, today is going to be more of a talk Um, and stay tuned. I don't know exactly when, but hopefully if it's y'all's will at some time later in this week, Uh, because today is Monday, February the 19th, perhaps between Thursday and Saturday of this week, we'll work on that Superman coming out, the the spinoff. Uh, and I hope you all have had some time to go back. I have left the Superman link in, a, in the last couple of podcasts, or at least within the last three shows I've done, last three or four shows. I know the very last podcast we did, which was the um, podcast that I just last spoke on. We talked about that, um, and I put the link in there for Superman, and I think it was one of the one of the last few podcasts, be, beyond the one that I just did, has the links of Superman in it. Anyway, we're going to be talking about if we if we ever get to it, we're going to be talking about other comic books, how all these things that are right dead smacking your face have always been signs of a cult. And esoteric teachings. Now, once again, for those of you who are new to the show, on this show we talk about any and everything. I have a, I have a few sayings, and they're all mine. So, to all the new people and all the all the ones who need a reminder, on Favor Radio we talk about any and everything. The one word, the one thing that connects all things in this world and in this universe, known and unknown, is spirituality. We're not a religious-based show. We are a spiritual show based off of society and culture everything has a spirit not everything has a soul and yes there is a difference between a soul and a spirit if you don't know that um i've talked about this in many many podcasts so uh you just have to you know go through the archives listen to the entire shows i know a lot of them can be pretty lengthy but hopefully more entertaining and educating so you don't get bored um, Because what we do on this show, we don't just run off at the mouth and just like to sound good and sound deep. We like to put things into a particular order where we are actually proving what we're saying or at least giving your thoughts more expansive um, ideals to start paying attention and asking about because life is more than what we've been taught. Life is more than what you see right in front of you. And life is more than just living and dying, you know. There's a spiritual aspect to all things, whether you believe that or not. Even for my atheists and agnostic people, uh, I honestly don't know how you guys could think there's nothing beyond the physical world. When you see the sun in the sky, you see all these things. But anyway, I've had that talk and I love my atheists and agnostic brothers and sisters. And I hope that with time that the most high will touch you and and pull you in in a way that while you still have breath in your body, which is your spirit, by the way, um, that you will understand that um, there's way more to life. Just by on a scientific level, a basic scientific level will prove that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Anyway, the word spirit, anyway, when you do that, etymology means breath or life. So there it is. All right, family. So, like I was saying, don't take anyone or anything for granted. Um, you know one of my biggest downfalls in my life and I'm, I'm clearly a man that's in his 40s but one of the things that I've learned is that because a lot of times there are a lot of you that have a big heart and you've heard this story many a times on this show and I can't stress it enough that we care on this show that's why we talk about things at the heart the Bible tells you the most high he looks at the heart now for those of you that say yeah he doesn't look at your outer appearance that's a lie okay we we you know Deuteronomy 22 verse 5 says otherwise 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 <laughs> you know what I'm saying uh, verse 21 says otherwise uh, well not verse 21 but verse 18 uh, just read all the first read all the 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and you'll see for yourself uh, it's actually verse uh, if I'm not mistaken it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 22 and um he always tells you to abstain from the appearance of evil, right? Now that's not talking about your clothes, that's talking about how you appear, in terms of how you conduct yourself, in terms of how you dress. Deuteronomy twenty two, verse five, along with first Timothy two. These are things that the most high is very clear about. So, um, and Leviticus and all these other chapters. And no. I've heard this too many times. Well, that only applied to those particular people in that in that culture during that time in the Old Testament. People will try to say anything to elude or escape or ignore certain things that were said. Time has no reference here in terms of the scriptures. They apply to all people. Yes, there were certain aspects, if you will, in the Hebrew culture or during the biblical era of the Old Testament, where certain rules and laws were more stricter and things were expected. When Yahusha came, Jesus Christ that is, in the Newer Testament, there were certain things that were, uh, still they still applied, but they weren't the, the end all be all because he was a new covenant that came to be added to the old covenant of Abraham and to break the old covenant of Moses, the Mosaic laws. Um, But yet those still, those, those commandments and things still apply because you have to understand this is a being or a God. If we're talking about the creator who's the same yesterday, today and forever. So, and that's in Hebrews thirteen eight, And it's also the same in Isaiah. We can read all these different passages that, that, that will resonate and back itself because the word doesn't change. And when we divide the word, as Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 says, it tells us to rightly divide the word. That means that if you're going to use the word from Old to New Testament, you need to know how to align it properly based on what it's saying so that you don't. And I don't mean give it your own interpretation or anything of that nature. I mean to actually break it down to show you that the most high is telling you the same things then as he sent in the new Testament all the way into now. And that's what we try to do here on, on the show. We have no, no, we have not had an actual Bible study. And I had this, uh, this talk with someone who was very close to me at the time, uh, perhaps doing a Bible study for you all. And they were going to help me, you know, produce, a lot of the uh production side of it and i was going to be the one to actually do the study but i just found that that that's a lot that's a lot and i'm not going to say that it still won't happen but i don't want to put it out there for you out there right now family i do a lot of these things on my own you know uh and let me just say this and this may not go very well over with with people but i'm, I'm being honest i'm not giving a, aversion to this And I'm not trying to downplay anybody, but times I've done this podcast and even before this podcast, I've had different people come in and out of my life that knew what I was about, knew that I was trying to accomplish a certain goal and a feat. Um, When I say feat, I mean features. Um, They knew I was trying to accomplish certain feats in life and they wanted to be a part of it. I invited them. It wasn't, it wasn't no pressure. It wasn't nothing that they had to do. It was a necessity. These people volunteered. Okay. And, you know, this is anywhere from being friends to you know, to more uh, like, you know, family or anybody. Um, and. Oh, personal, just whatever the intimacy of that relationship was. And the thing that really I look back and I smile on it, but I don't smile on it with a sarcasm. I smile on it because it's kind of sad, but I, I smile because the Lord has showed me things. He showed me through time. There will be people in your life for a season. There will be people in your life for pretty much the majority of all your life or from wherever or whenever or what time you have or whenever you met that person. And, you know, there's people you'll click with and it, 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 it'll be magical, you know, and then there's people that you deal with, you know, you tolerate, you deal with. Now, I'm not saying that in, in particularly it's about any one person. I'm not. I, honestly, I'm not. I'm just saying I've dealt with people of all walks of life pretty much and so what I'm basically saying over time with experience you learn to discern certain patterns you learn to discern who the people are um I've never been the type of person where I've ever been difficult to deal uh difficult to get along with I've always you know within my own reasons I speak my mind I say what I feel but I've always been willing to humble myself to get along with anybody and the reason why I'm saying that before we jump into our show because like I said this is the show we talk about any and everything And if you're new to the show, family, one of my other sayings is on this show, we come real, we come raw, we come authentic, or we don't come at all. And I mean that. I mean everything I say on my show. Say what you mean, mean what you say. Um, But if you don't explain yourself thoroughly, people will take what you say and filter out the rest and they'll make it out to be something maybe you weren't saying. And that's the reason why I go into a lot of detail at times when I talk, because I've had through experience the notion of people taking my words contorting them, twisting them to fit their own narrative or they just don't understand all of what you're saying because they filter out what they don't what they don't understand and they'll put in the place of what you were saying with something that they wanted to mean and then you got to go through all this other stuff i'm not that guy i i you know i have patience but at times i just say the hell with it if you're gonna keep thinking this and feeling this then thank it and feel it and let that be your final thoughts and even though you might be walking away wrongfully accusing me of something, thinking something, I can't make people think the truth. I can't make them see the truth if they're not not open to it or willing to see it. And that's just the bottom line. I have no reason to tell any lies about myself. Um, I, I many of times on this show, first and foremost, have always put my business out there or things that I have went through without putting anybody's name out there or anybody down in particular, even if they may have been listening to the show and they kind of figured maybe he's talking to me. You may fit one of those people that I'm talking about in that category, or you could be that person. However, I've always shown respect to never put a person's business out there to the point where you knew who they were. And even a lot of you who don't know at all who I'm talking about, because you're strangers tuning into the show, there are locals that may listen to the show as well. Obviously, I know there are but I still have never given anybody's name. So for anybody to speculate anything, that's on them. And I wouldn't worry about it if I were you, uh, anybody that's just listening, because people are gonna assume things regardless of what you say or do. You could be quiet and people still put your name out, out, your name still coming out their mouth and it could be negative. <laughs> despite all the good works you do, despite all the things that you ever did to help people, there's a lot of jealousy going on in this world. And I've learned that the more success you, you attain, the more jealousy you start seeing come out of the very people that's supposed to be happy for you, now how much uh, happiness is it in their hearts for you? How f- how how much of a true friend are they? I'm willing to take people with me and climb to the top, man. It's never been about me. I never believed that any of us, no matter how much individually we've attained goals, uh, achieved individual accolades of our own volition. I've never believed that we just did everything on our own. There's always been some form of networking or somebody to have encouraged you or some type of experience that has led you to become uh, the person that you are. That's why I I don't regret things. And I've had, like I said, I had somebody not too long ago say they regret this and that about me. And, uh, you know, I don't normally have people speak that way to me in terms of... um, because I don't, I don't usually, as far as I know now, if anything's going on, it's behind my back. But as far as I know, I never leave a bad taste in nobody's mouth. I've always been highly complimented, commended. I've always you know, been spoken to. Even uh, with people in my past, if, if I had dates or dated someone, I've always gotten along at the end. Uh, uh, even if it didn't work, I always got along. And, you know, it, it, to me, that's a testament to your character. And you may not always got along with these people. And that goes with family, co-workers, anybody. Anybody that's listening to this right now has got has had fallouts with somebody they know, somebody that they're very dearly close to their kids, their parents, their siblings, their best friends, their whatever, whomever, their lovers, whoever. You know, it all comes down. And, and usually I hate to say it, but it does come down to. The ones that will do you in or the ones you need to worry about will be the ones closest to you. I mean, that's the old saying, if you can't beat them, join them, right? But the way to beat them is to join them. Now, I'm not saying that's what that saying means. No, it means that finally y'all need to put away your differences and come together. And and that's that's the best way to be. And the most high, I really would love to see that. But he knows coming into this, he says himself in Matthew 10, he didn't come to bring peace, but he came with a sword. He came to divide. He came to separate. He came to cause a mother and a daughter-in-law to have problems, the father and the son or son-in-law to have problems. Why is he doing that? It's not because he's mean. It's because he's separating the sheep from the goats, the wheat from the tares. You got to know who's who. And you don't know that sometimes because when everybody is in close proximity and all bunched up, everything looks the same until you start seeing things come into play and you start seeing who the players really are in the game. Then you know, okay, this person isn't with me or for me. This person is against me and you still love them. You just cannot love them in the way you want to love them because they're not willing to be receptive and giving back that love or being loved. Most people come with the intentions to do harm and it's going to be usually the ones that's closest to you because they have more access to you. They're more able to put hands on you or uh, you're more vulnerable because they know more about you. And a lot of times people's MO, their whole goal is to get as close to you as they possibly can to to break you down from the inside out. I've never had that uh, that intention or malicious intent in my heart. Never have. I'm not that guy. And if anybody ever say I am, they're telling a straight up lie. Now, am I somebody you want to hurt no I'm not I'm not somebody that you want to get on your bad side and I'm not saying that because I'm a I'm, I'm thinking of myself as I'm some 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 big time tough guy no I'm just saying I'm a person I have feelings when I love I love whole I hold, I love wholeheartedly I give everything I got more and hell if I love you enough man I'll even I will even fight to the death for you and I, I mean that in every sense I'll stand up for you Bible says in John chapter 15 that the greatest love that a friend can show is sacrificing himself for that friend. Now, how many of you willing to sacrifice yourself for people? Very rarely will any of you volunteer that. And that's not something that you want to take lightly. A lot of times we talk that stuff sounding poetic and heroic, and it's a different story when it comes into being uh, uh, close to becoming a real life possibility. Now, I know without question, those of you who are true parents to the heart, to the core, if you have babies, if you've had children, you will do whatever it takes for those children to survive. Even if that does mean giving up your life, that's without question. But now, as far as husbands and wives, lovers, boyfriends and girlfriends, y'all ain't loving each other that much. (laughs) Now, I will say certain married couples would do that and even certain boyfriend and girlfriends, but it's very rare. It's very rare. A lot of you call them what you call love. It's more, than, it's more lust than anything. You know, you you love this person. You say you, you, you want to be with this person for the rest of your life. But then as soon as something small go down or y'all have a little disagreement, you're ready to bail on them. You turn your back on them and you, you ignore them. You make them feel lower than low because you feel it some kind of way. Instead of just coming together at the altar, praying over it together like you're supposed to do and working through your differences. That's what builds relationships. Strongholds. That's what build a relationship. You can't have a stronghold if you don't get a grip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we hear that often when we look in the Bible. Spirits, we call them strongholds. Because this is how people get delivered from demons. There has to be an admittance that there's a problem. If you don't admit or know that there's a problem... The enemy will have more of a grip on you than you realize because you're blindsided. And if you read Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, you'll understand the enemy of this world, the God of this world, as they refer to Satan in that in that particular uh, passage. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse four, it says, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm, I'm not near. I'm 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 actually out and about right now. But um, it tells you that the God of this world has blinded those who are non-believers so that means that the way the world is the way you feeling just do whatever you will do what thou will as Alistair Crowley used to always say as a contradiction and a mockery to the Bibles um, don't just do as you will because your will has consequences now what that also is in reference to is 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 23 <laughs> Where it says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. See what I'm saying? So that do do what uh, do what doubt will is saying just live your own life, be on God, live free, live to the best of your ability. Now that sounds good, right? Who wouldn't want to be their own person, live their own life, have their own divine rights to do whatever? God has given you that. It's called free will. But just understand that even with free will, there's laws. There's laws to how the, the, uh, the how nature is governed. There's laws to your and consequences to your actions. Everything that has an action has an opposite and equal reaction. We know that through the dynamics of law. And this is common sense. What you see on a microcosmic level happens to be on a macrocosmic. As it is above, so it is below. As it is within, so it is without. Everything has laws. So for those of you that think you can just do things, do whatever, do it to whomever, whatever, and not have any consequential uh, karmic debt or anything like that to pay for your actions, you're gravely mistaken. All of us, nobody is omitted from that or acquitted for that matter. We're all akin to all these things that we have to deal with. And the beautiful thing is, according to the scriptures... There's nothing you can do that's so bad that you can't come back over to the side of life. Now, human beings will have a hard time forgiving one another. Betrayal is one of the hardest things to forgive somebody for. It is. We saw how Judas betrayed Christ, even though he knew that was part of the prophecy and that had to happen. Not everybody in your camp is going to be meant to be with you. You still love them, though. And what hurts is knowing a person is a certain way. And you still overlook those things because you believe they could be a better person. But yet you still see the same patterns in a person, you see how they act and you say, man, this person ain't really changed. They just putting on a show. You know, if you still can throw things at people, do certain things, we both need a lot of work done. Okay, jumping from one person to the next is not how you fix yourself. And a lot of us do that. A lot of people will say, well, it ain't working here. I'm gonna go over here and see what this is about. All you're doing is taking your patterns and your problems and putting them off or where you left from and putting them onto somebody else. It's the same thing where we had the podcast Star uh, Star Power. And that show was called Star Power. And then I had a hyphen and I started uh, there was two parts of that, that whole show. The next part of that was STDs. And it wasn't what you just thought as sexually transmitted diseases, but it was more so spiritually transferred demons. A lot of you do not break your curses. And you will take those things that's going on with you. And then you'll meet somebody who's got things going on with them. And y'all are bringing from wherever you left to each other, your demons. And this is why there's patterns of things always seemingly failing. It's all fun and games and lust and all that at first. You know, y'all getting up, you meeting, you having fun people drinking going out dancing having sex it's all fun and games until it starts emotions start developing now you got a whole new world of problems that you weren't looking for and it's not that it's a problem i can deal with anything the problem is do i have help dealing with the problems do i have help are we going to work our problems out to, to resolve the issues? That's the problem. We just quit when something goes a little haywire south or we don't got time to deal with it. I'm out. Running away from things is not how you resolve them. And it may be for a lot of you. You can just nowadays push a button. Boom. They blocked. I ain't got headaches no more, right? You, you might not have a headache dealing with a person. But what you do and what you will have is headaches because you've never dealt with the problem. You think the person was the problem. Maybe the problem was you. Maybe the problem was them too. But maybe if y'all had to come to a greater understanding. And some people say, well, we, we we tried that before. We've already tried that. He didn't try. Because let me tell you something. Yes, some of you have tried. Some of you have went through hell with people. And I don't mean little hell. Because hell hell is nothing compared to what we think hell is. But you get where I'm going with this. And, and, and you may have been met a better person and, and your life is better for it. That does happen. I'm not saying that that's not that, that does, that's not true. What I'm saying is running from problems when they're not all as bad as you think they are. They could easily have been resolved had you had a better temperament about it. Had you had more patience. Had you and and the other person really met with sincere and true, genuine, I'm, we gonna get through this. We could do this. Let's take a different route. I, listen, I've even tried going through the Bible with somebody, and not just one person, but with my family as well. You know, because I have seen the problems that were occurring over and over and over, reoccurring, reemerging, and I knew that that was a demonic or spiritual influential pattern. Demons will create par- problems in order to feed. And a lot of you don't know this because you're not spiritually inclined or deep enough to know that most of everything you do, if not everything you do, has got some type of spiritual connotation or connection to it. It's not just a physical five sense thing. It's not just, oh, he did this to me, blah, 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 I'm moving on. No, there's a pattern why these people are doing these things. If you could have your third eye open and see into the spirit plane, you would not like at all what you see. And it would give a lot of understanding, if not pure understanding, to why things are the way they are. Yes, human beings make their own decisions. Yes, we have free will, but we're very highly and heavily influenced in our decisions. And that's the part of what you don't see. I knew. I learned this from astral projecting. I learned that from studying different spiritual doctrine and including the Bible. I learned that. No one can teach you these things. I can tell you all day. I can say this is why this is this way. You'll either agree to it or you won't. Or you want so much that you agree, you'll just kind of leave it open. There's a possibility. Some of you. Some of you will just deny it and keep it moving because it doesn't fit in your world. And that's fine, too, because you got to live in that world. What I say doesn't mean it's any less truthful just because you, you refuse to believe it. And these are the things I've had to tell people. Just because you don't want to believe it or you refuse to look into it doesn't mean make it any less factual. Perception is reality, though. So a lot of you believe based on what you, how you think. Everything that we look at is based on belief. We we are filtered beings who are created to create just by thoughts. We have the ability to create reality to a degree just on our thoughts. Just because our our Creator has created everything that you and I are experiencing, the Earth, our life, is a projection from the thoughts of the Most High Yah but if you don't know that and if you haven't come in contact enough with the reality of how the spirit plane works then this is just sounding like a fantasy or folktales or folklore to you all that have yet to experience these things I don't get on here and say things that sound deep I'm not doing this for hits I'm not trying to just build up egos here I don't care listen I care about your salvation a lot of people ain't gonna tell you about sin and fornicate come on man listen any real man, and I'm just saying this because I'm a man. But I, I this could go for uh, apply for a woman too. But let's be honest. Let's talk about this this Bible for for a thing real quick. In the Bible, it tells you to flee from fornication, right? That means run away from it. You see it happening. You see somebody even look looking at somebody, lusting, or if it looked like it could go there, get out of there, right? That's basically what the Bible said in First Corinthians chapter uh, six. Well, here's the thing, family. And First Corinthians three, if I'm not mistaken, First Corinthians three and six, because it talks about the body is the temple, right? And if we're fornicating, fornicate do you know sex is the only sin that's different from all other sins? Why? Because it's directly affecting the body, the temple. All the other sins that you commit are outside of you, but when you commit fornication or adultery. It's only adultery if you're married and having sex outside your marriage. It's fornication if you're single and having sex and not married. So the Bible says any of these two things, especially fornication, you are directly committing a sin that is inwardly because it's attacking the body. Now, you're thinking, God, man, why why God put all this here? And and I like doing it and I want to do it, have fun. And it's a sin because family, it's not the sex that he has a problem with. It's why he said that every man needs to have his own wife, right? It's not the sex. It's the spirit plane. It's what comes out. It's what you don't see that that is what makes it bad. See, I'm not going to get into that. That's not what this podcast is about. We did a a podcast on marriage. Maybe I need to expound a little bit more on the whole sexual thing, but I kind of did when I did the podcast Star, uh, Star Power STDs. Listen to that one. That's more recent. Um, I did it maybe a couple of months or three months ago. Listen to the podcast and I'll, I'll put the link in here so you guys can listen to it. Uh, it's called star power, either star power or star quality. I think it's star power. I don't know. I know I, I did it. I just can't remember everything I do. Star power STDs and the STDs is yes, it's almost sexually transmitted diseases. Cause a lot of you out here just bumping and grinding, but not even wearing no rubber, you know, no, nothing y'all just going deep in it you know and coming out with crabs and everything else keep that's what you get when you go into the deep sea <laughs> you fishing and don't know what you what you catching you know what i'm saying but anyway um gotta have some humor with this man it's also meaning more than anything spiritually transferred demons and if you want to know a little bit more why that, I say that, please listen to that podcast. It will explain the reasons why the Bible tells you to flee from fornication. That's, that's the reason why the Most High tells you that. It's not the... Look, he's a holy God. So anything that we do down here which is considered a sin is detestable and abomination to him. His, his, his makeup is different from ours. We were born in these bodies. After Adam and Eve did what they did, they fell. And and they were the mothers and father progenitors of, of sin and, and man. So... You know, these things happen, family, and there's nothing I, I can do about it. I mean, this is what I was trying to say before I went into all that. Any real man is not going to put in the Bible, flea fornication. He's going to say, get all you can get, when you can get it, how you can get it, from who you can get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just saying this as far as the nature of men. Now, am I that way? No. And I don't expect you to believe it if you don't know me. I have control. There's been moments in my life. I've turned sex down. And I'm talking when I was in the world like that. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't because it was nothing wrong with the female. She wasn't stinking. It wasn't nothing crazy. It was just that I had much more respect for her. Now she wasn't. Let me me say this in this blunt way. She wasn't no hoe or nothing. Okay. She wasn't just giving it up. She was a real good person. But. I didn't feel comfortable because here's the thing. When you when you ladies know this, you know if you're pretty good looking or you decent looking, whatever the case is, right? Everybody's got their opinion of what they consider good looking, fine, whatever. Let me say this and we move on. Women know this better than even men. The men who ain't no stranger to women and know how things work when it comes to grown-ups engaging and, and having conversations and things of that nature. When there's chemistry, let me say it like that. When there's chemistry and there's a sexual attraction between the opposites sex uh sexual genders we know that there's a matter it all depends on the person how you approach them uh how you how your game is whatever the case is we know and women know this better women know that they are pretty much the powerhouses like they look good they smell good the scent everything about a woman is just How could you turn a woman down if you're a real man? Let me just put it like that. Because women can be curvaceous. They have different body types. Yes, they look different, but they're beautiful. They have a way about them. that's just nature in itself. And there's nothing more attractive to a man physically than a woman's looks, especially her body type. Some men like women with different breast sizes, big size, medium, small, Big butts, little butts, medium-sized butts, nice thighs—all these different things. I'm not trying to get too graphic in terms of details here, but on my show, we come real, we come raw, we come authentic, we don't come at all. There's no filters, there's no censorship, and there's no BS. Now, I'm taking a different walk in life, of course, but I'm still Jay. <laughs> okay, I'm not—I'm not—I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here like I'm a like I'm a nun or, or, or I'm a pastor. I'm not, but I'm going to be a man. That doesn't mean that I have to be, you know, anything less. All I'm saying is. There comes a point in time in your life, family. You want more than what something just looks like. That's part of it. But if some of you are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, still going to clubs, still going to the bar. And you say, well, what's wrong with having a drink? If that's your thing, I'm nobody to judge you. But if you're saying you try trying to be more for the Lord and all that, you don't need to have your pine pots and no clubs and no bars. Unless... It is a sophisticated bar. No, no, let me take that back. It's a sophisticated club for, uh, you know, you going to a club to, to, to I don't know, a, a different type of club. You know, if y'all ain't golfing or uh, ladies club only or men's club, you know, because you ain't going to find nobody in the scriptures going to no clubs. Now you'll say that's the scriptures. No, that's anybody that's following y'all. Remember, he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Now, if if this ain't even about the Bible, let's take the Bible out of it for a second, because I got people of all walks of life to listen to my podcast show. This ain't a this ain't a Bible show; it's a spiritual one. I happen to believe personally in the Bible, yes, but I also happen to have an open mind and knowing that there are other things that exist that we just have mixed information. We don't know how it blends in with the Bible. This is why I told you all in the last podcast about the Sumerian doctrines. You know for those of you who've been tuning into my show, I've even talked about ancient Egypt more than anything because I love ancient Egypt and it has a lot of resonance with the Bible. A lot of it resonates with the Bible. So for anybody to think otherwise or to say otherwise, uh, that would not be the case. You just don't know Jay enough to know what it is, where my foundation is in the Lord. The Lord is not some religious uptight uh, go to church only on Sundays Bible study on Wednesdays type of being. That's man's traditions. That ain't the most high. And when you start reading the Bible, you fill in the gaps. That's why I say study other things too. But compare those things to the scriptures. Don't compare the scriptures to those things. Make the Bible first. If you're a Bible thumper, If you're not, you just get it the best way you know how. That's how I got it. No one told me exactly what to do. I was just raised up as a Baptist. And religion is totally different than... Somebody who's just trying to read the Bible and learn the most high for themselves. And see, I came out of the church after a while. You know, I was raised from all my life being a Baptist. About 17, 18, I started, you know, after I got baptized at 17 years old, 18, 19. After that, 19 kicked in. I kind of stepped out of the church. And I started getting more into occult type stuff. And it has to happen that way sometimes for a lot of people because that's how you find your way back to the creator. He will allow you to step out of religion because religion wasn't really doing anything from where I was coming up. Yes, it gave me basic morals and principles. Thank you, Lord. And you had a respect for the Lord. You had a respect for Jesus, but you didn't know Jesus. You didn't know him because you never read your scripture. Y'all open up your Bibles and read a passage or two. But that stuff was more traditional. You'll sing on the choir. You do all these different things. All again, we just thought that's traditional. That's how God wants things to be. We have totally taken out of context in the scriptures how we are to really truly show worship. And we don't know how to do that unless we read the word for ourselves. Or unless somebody who's of the word really teaches it the way it's supposed to be taught. And unfortunately, and I'm not knocking any pastors, they may have a good heart, but a lot of these pastors and these big title preachers and stuff, they don't teach the Bible wholeheartedly the way it should be taught based on how it is supposed to be read. And, uh, you know, you you have to come from, from that pedigree. You have to come from that level of stuff to know how to talk to people. Just like part of what the Bible says, you have to meet people from where they at. In order to do that, you got to be somewhat uh, ad- uh, I- I- an adept and can relate yourself from that perspective of where the persons are in order to know how to relate to them or how to how to communicate to them. You got to speak their language. Paul says, "I'm all things to all men." That means he had to meet people from where they were at. In order to do that, you got to be out there. You got to have a link. You got to speak the lingo. You got to be able to take what they say in their way. And if you're trying to convey them to your way, you got to be able to meet them from where they at in order to bring them over to where you going. In other words, in other words, they got to be able to want to to want to receive what you have to give. And you don't just come off sounding like some religious nut freak or some some fanatic condemning people and all that stuff. That's gonna cause people to rebel even more because they're gonna compare those experiences with their past experiences and they are gonna say you religious people. That's why I don't I don't deal with y'all, you and your Jesus. That's man-made. That's nothing but the, the the hypocrisy of slaves. Oh, that's taken from Egypt. Like I, I I've heard all that before. I, I came around all that. I was brought up into that too. I know all of how that works, and I even had somewhat that mindset. So when I'm telling y'all about the scriptures, man, I'm trying to keep it 100 with you, and I'm just trying to tell you that the Bible is not what you've been raised up to think it is. It gives you even more in-depth way to, to look at things. It makes you question yourself and what you believe in. And it makes you want to hold yourself more accountable. Because believe it or not, the Bible encourages us. The Most High says in the Bible. And Paul puts a lot of emphasis on this and all of what he wrote in the Bible that God said. And that is, God wants you to judge yourselves. He wants you to judge yourselves, family. He don't want to have to judge you. That's why he's long-suffering in terms of coming back and judging the world. He didn't want to have to come back and judge the world. He's giving people a chance to do it on their own. Just getting in his word is how you do it. Let the word guide you, just read it. Don't go into it with no preconceived notions. Take all the religious mindset and garbage that you've been told. I'm not saying garbage, a lot of it is really good. It's good principles, it's a good way to live. It's a good way to be disciplined, not to allow yourself to be just loose and out here and just doing whatever. But don't go into it with all this hatred and and prejudice. Just go read the Bible for yourself and let y'all do the rest, man. That's all I'm saying. All I can do is be an information giver. All I can be is somebody to inform you. And I'm still learning myself. It doesn't matter how many years I've been doing this. It doesn't matter what kind of spiritual experiences I've had. Because the Bible says, for all men, we know in part, so we prophesy in part. So, I can share a great deal. That's why I say I'm always changing certain things. I don't change my my foundation of terms in terms of the truth, but I'm growing. Y'all are seeing, a lot of you see me grow on this show from the time I started to where I'm at now. And that's saying something because it's showing you that I'm a human for one, even as a man. Two, I know in part, but if I learn something more that y'all showed me, if something comes more into fruition and more, uh, a more clarity, begins to formulate from what I've said before then I got to go back take what I said and then give you a different perspective on it and show you where I where I got it from how I came to that to where I am now and where where, and how you know I got to be able to bring it into the fold for y'all to understand it and it's showing you that I'm growing so it's not a thing of I'm wish-washy or or I say I'm not saying nothing that's so different than I said before but there are minor things that need to be Adjust it if I come into that and I come back and I share it with you guys. That's all this is, man. We talk about everything. We talk about sex. We talk about everything. There's nothing on this show we have not talked about. And if there is, we'll talk about it. I try to cover all things, all aspects. And I try to do it in a down-to-earth sense because that's how you guys relate to me. Now, for some people who've seen me more in the Bible these last two to three years, especially these last couple of years... We can't say this year because we just got into 2024. So 2023 and 2022, I'll even say 2021. You guys was I was starting to hit the Bible hard, right? But I've always talked about the Bible from the time I started the show. It's just that it was a lot of cussing. It won't like terrible cussing. I won't talk like a fish, but. There's some words that slipped out and, and Fs and f, you know, some F words and MFs. I done said some things on this show, but just because I, I believe in what I say in terms of we come real, we come raw, we come authentic, or we don't come at all. There's no filters. There's no censorship. There's no BS. And that's what I mean. And I want my guests to come on here and feel comfortable. The thing is, for me personally, there's a difference in cussing and cursing. And a lot of you don't know the difference. And I still don't recommend you just be out here MF and fünf, S, sob because your intent. When I say your intent, that means how you truly feel emotionally. Your focus, wherever your focus is at, just like the Bible says in Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-one: "Wherever a man's treasure is, that's where his heart is." So whatever you're mostly focused on, that's your intent. That's where you you put the most focus and concentration in. That's why a lot of times relationships are, are sideways. It's nothing wrong with focusing on your job when it's time for you to focus on your job. But some of you don't know when to put the job to the side. When you're in a relationship, you got to be able to have a balance. And yes, people need to know you who you are when they meet you. That way there shouldn't be any any surprises. Well, you just, you, you met me like this. You knew this is what I was about. when. You, okay, if you're a ball player, if you're a singer or a celebrity, you travel a lot. Okay, those things need to be put out there before you guys take it any step further. Because then you want people to know this is where I'm at in my life right now. This is part of my my career comes first, blah, blah, blah. All these things should not be a sudden shock all of a sudden in a relationship. These things should be talked about and, and, and you should know this coming into it when you first start. Now, yes, as you get feelings with somebody, feelings for somebody, I mean, and you get stronger, you want more of the time, you want more attention. But you gotta be able to balance things, family. You can't just be me, me, me all the time, especially when this person is giving you more than anybody else, majority of their time, a greater percentage of time spent in intimacy because you're not just anybody, you're that special one. Now, if you got kids, your kids always come first. There should never be anybody coming into any relationships that have a problem with somebody showing their kids love first. You should know that if you have children, your kids come first. Now, some people have a problem with that because they'll feel like, well, your kids are always around. You're always this and that with your kids. You'll cut me off on the phone, blah, 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 because your kids. I've heard people tell people this. I've never said it. The only thing I hate with anybody doing to me, and this is a big pet peeve I have. If you're going to talk to somebody who just walks in your room, have the audacity and the respect to say to me, hold on for one sec. Or excuse me real quick. And then carry on your conversation. If you gotta put the phone on mute or put the phone down or or why are you talking to me and you don't, you know, and I still can hear it, talk what you need to say to them. But don't make it no 15-minute conversation. I'm sitting there holding the phone. I'ma get pissed off, and I'm gonna hang up because it's disrespectful. Learn to have respect for people. Do unto people the way you want them to do unto you, fam. That's that's common sense. And it's I have to tell adults this stuff, man. I've had to tell grown folks this because we're all raised differently. Yes, but being raised is only part of it. These are things that you uh, as a person have developed a sensitivity to. And you would like to say and think that it's common sense and a commonality, but it ain't so common with everybody. You know, people will do things and think it's okay because that's how they used to doing it. But then they meet somebody else who's different and they can't understand why this person has a problem with it and they never tried to understand it. This is why communication is key. And no matter who you with, what y'all got going on, put the sex to the side for a second and learn to talk. Learn to communicate. Because if you don't know how to communicate the right way, what's going to happen is 1 Corinthians 15, Bad communication or, as the Bible says, evil communication corrupts good manners. How can you have good manners if somebody's doing bad things or evil things? And the Bible is very clear on the word evil. What you and I wouldn't consider evil or have a definition of that's different. The Bible just sums it up and says, no, that's evil. The Bible says if you don't believe the whole word of God, you got an evil heart. That's in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Read it for yourself, (laughs) man. You, You see what I'm saying? God is not so harsh that when he tells us something We got to live a militant or a perfect life. No one's perfect, but he's not going to beat around the bush because you have to understand his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Isaiah chapter 58, uh, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 through 9 tells us this. He came down in the form of a man. He put his spirit in the flesh. The the flesh was not God, but the spirit in the flesh was God. The spirit was made flesh. The word made flesh was God. As you read about in John chapter one, verse one, all the way down to verse 14. So, yeah, John chapter one, verse one, all the way down to verse 14. So what I'm saying is just be yourself. You ain't gonna be able to change all these things on your own. You got to receive the Holy Spirit. And the only way to do that is to read the Bible, to first believe God enough to want to read, to, 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 to receive the Holy Spirit. You're going to still sin when you have the Holy Spirit You're just not going to be willing to sin so much Or do the same things Because the Holy Spirit over time is going to change you How do you conserve that? How do you build that up? You have to have discernment So family, we're going to take a commercial break When we come back, we'll return to these messages Stay tuned Yeah, yeah Come on (laughs) Come on Y'all know what time it is do your dance, talk to me, come on, nicely, Throw your hands, come on, uh-huh, yeah, pull them pants, pull up. them pants up, you know why, I know why, cause it's about to get serious, alright, yeah, hop, <laughs> to get serious. You don't know. It's about to get serious. Yeah. Come uh-huh. on. Clap your hands up. Uh huh. Yeah. Pull them pants up. pants up. Uh huh. Do your dance. Do yeah. your dance. What? Uh huh. Say it. your words now. To be the dog, that's me. Uh uh-huh. at the park for all the see. see. Yeah. Just another famous superstar see To uh-huh. my God, in no regard, no one goes as hard as me. Might see me driving in a car with Jeep. See what? Eating caviar at a bar with tea. Uh-huh. Taking bit the drill because it's hard to sleep. Uh-huh. Which is a hard defeat. See what? Part of me. Yeah. My bite's much bigger than the bar in yeah. me. When stakes get bigger, you I'm hard to beat. Uh-huh. Just like Moses, I can part the see. Yeah. Charita does, does artistry is hard to beat. It was part of me. And it's hard to beat. Yeah. How y'all like that? Stay tuned for more Coming from yours truly It's It's about to get serious Yeah It's about to get serious No doubt It's about to get serious Ow Yeah Come on It's about to get serious You know It's about to get serious You know It's about to get serious You're listening to uh, yo. Peace. all right all right my favorite family we are back and i am more stable now that's right i'm back and i'm back in my home and so if I need to go to scriptures or anything else, we can do that. But I want to talk to you today a little bit about the incoming transmissions. Now, before we get into that, I hope you all got a sample of my new song. Serious. Um, I'm just giving you guys pretty much solo samples right now. Soon we're going to have song songs. Um, I told you I might do one on the matrix Guys gave me that idea uh, A few days ago when I did the other podcast We were talking And family I'm just trying to Express One of my Dearly beloved Childhood loves And that's music Um, You know you gotta do what makes you feel good Reasonably within um alls laws, statutes, and commandments. <laughs> I had to put it like that because if I were to sound like Aleister Crowley, "Do what thou will," y'all might be out here committing all kinds of atrocities and sins. <laughs> uh, and that goes for me too. You know, I say y'all, but I'm talking about all of us, myself included. So, uh, you know, no one, please take offense to anything that we say on the show because. At least, you know, you know one thing when you come over here. You're going to get the real, the raw, and the authentic. There's no sugar coating. There's none of that. We just don't have time for it, man. And even if we had time, I don't have time for it. And uh, that's not what that's not what Favorite Radio represents. So, um, yeah, series, uh, serious, I mean. Um, it's a song that I had been did probably months back. But, uh, earlier today, actually, on the 19th of February, 2024, I had, um, uh, went back into my little studio that I work on, um, and just touched up a few things. I probably still could have lowered the, the, um, the vocals a bit, but I, I wanted to test them out. So, again, uh Fable Radio, we are all about creativity. You're just trying to showcase a little bit of what your boy knows to give you all some insight on how we get down. And um, looking forward to just just going where the Most High leads me, man. Um, you know, this stuff if you're not, you know, getting your rest, it can it can drain you. And when I say this stuff, I'm not talking about anything positive. I'm talking about just like we had before the commercial break, the talks of just going through different changes and dealing with people and uh, dealing with emotions and just being just make sure that you have people in your life that love you for who you are now we all are supposed to change for the better when we know better the Bible tells us this no one is supposed to stay the same um, because it lacks maturity for one it's kind of like retardation You're, you're slowing down the process And when I say retardation, that simply means slow, okay? It doesn't mean anything derogatory or undermining or condescending. It's a a process. that's being stagnated and slowed down. And so we want to do things smoothly over here on this show. And that's all I try to do is just provide a window uh, of opportunity. And, you know, we just go from there and see what happens. These incoming transmissions or signals, it's kind of what we talked about in Ephesians chapter 6, where I was telling you all, things are coming. Not only are you being attacked from the the spiritual plane, but you're dealing with life. You're dealing with change. Some changes come vast. Some come small. Some come fast. Some come a little bit of both. There's a combination. You and I, we have to be prepared as best as we know how for those changes. Um, what you're about to embark upon this year on this show and and, and, and what you're going to see in general in terms of the, um, the public or general population is that more and more information about or speculation, as the news may put it, but it's going to be the truth. More and more on cloning ai uh reincarnation you're going to start hearing things from inner circles you're going to start seeing videos probably from youtubers uh tiktokers and all those who fall near and in between in terms of social media the facebook's or the metaverses and the instagrams and whatever other programs you guys are using snapchats and whatever else um you're going to hear a lot more about these things and they're going to be ridiculed at first as conspiracy theories, but you already know what a conspiracy theory is. If you've been listening to this show and you know what Isaiah chapter 8 verse 12 says about that, you also know that we test the spirits. We prove all things. We search the scriptures, everything the Bible speaks of. We want to look deeper into it and we want to then look outside of the Bible to see what notes, what comparisons, what we can find, what seems to line up with what, um, what is logic and, and all that good stuff. You know, we want to make sure that we, we have an equal opportunity, a window of opportunity to give ourselves time to, to roam and give ourselves room to learn more. And, you know, sometimes I tell you guys, I, I talk so much about certain things that it almost seems like I'm running out of things to say. But a lot of it is not even, a lot of times, a lot of it is not even what I want to tell you. A lot of it is, I feel a strong urgency from within me and I cannot describe it in in, in words to best suit or fit um, what it actually feels like. I can't describe it to you all. It just doesn't do it any justice. But um, the most high is really, showing me things and just when I have doubt if it's my feel I mean I feel deeply things just come to me and just sometimes when I'm when I'm fighting the urge do you know things will manifest in my reality on a TV or from a book or anything or somebody happen to say something out of context that that's in relation to what I'm thinking or actually I'll have a real person come to me and say something to me and It'll confirm it, and I'm like, okay, I got it. Holy Spirit is, is trying to get me to talk about this. So, And then when I pray and I ask the Lord, well, how do you want me to go about it? How do you want me to tell the people? I think they've heard this so many times. What other ways can I put it to, to captivate and, and hold their attention? And then sometimes he just gives me things that I never would have thought of. And this is all the truth, fam. When you have to fish for words, when you have to fish for content, it can take a lot out of you mentally because you're you're, you're pushing it, you're forcing it. You gotta you gotta let these things come to you. Um, we are living right in a thin layer of the veil. It's almost to the point where it's about to just completely shatter. Now, luckily. Nah, I take that back. We're not going to use words like luckily. As far as our our sake is concerned, we're blessed. And we're and even those who don't know they're blessed. Not just on favorite radio, but just in the world in general. Because people are not going to be ready for what's coming on what's already here. I mean, <laughs> it, you're only going to get a small... Demonstration Right now of those things A lot of you are only familiar with one or two species of, of different types of beings A lot of you have seen these things And you've speculated whether or not If they are real, what would it be like Are they good, are they bad Let me just sum it up in a, in a nutshell for you There are so many different types of entities And they will eventually show themselves But what's going to really freak a lot of you out is when this stuff is going to become right-in-your-face news every day. It's going to be headline news. And what what I mean by that, it's not just the fact that they are coming out, not just the fact that you're going to be familiarized with who they are and what they are, but they're going to even share, some of them, or even be willing to share, they've always lived amongst you, as one of you, or to look like you. And there's a number of ways they do this. Technology, cloning. Uh, Mind control, psychic ability, whatever you want to call it in today's terms. Now, I'm not going to get too much into the Bible today, but I assure you, I've already touched up on these things in the Bible, and I've even learned and even have deciphered more code and more literal scripture in the Bible to share this stuff with you. However, I'm just going to do you one today and give you a pass on us doing the Bible study today. But We will follow up with this stuff in our next podcast because we have to. And we're going to do that before we get into the Superman podcast. Like I said, that's going to come, hopefully, if it's y'all's will, later this week. I'm not going to even stress myself about it because I, I'm so pumped to do it for you all. I want to make sure I prepare for it. Uh, now, I don't want this to be, if I can help it, I don't want it to be no longer than a three-hour podcast. And the three hours is just being realistic. We are far from the hour and a half podcast days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm doing podcasts on purpose three hours. It just always ends up being about three hours, fam. And you know, I still find myself short a lot of what I wanted to say. Um, like my hour and a half, so the, the, my three, my three hours now are the average thirty minutes of what everybody else does a podcast time. It's sad, but it's also you know one of the reasons why I was number one in the country. Uh, last year for giving out the most content and the most longest content that was crazy because you you think about it all the people in the world globally that's doing podcasts for Spotify and and, and Anchor and I was the number one in so in, in, in my category that is which was society and culture just in my category I was number one that's impressive do you know how many people in the world are doing podcasts under the category society and culture? Because that's pretty much everything that sums up a podcast: society and the culture of living. I was number one. Now this year, well, this past year, uh, I had an annual report again, and uh, again, I kind of you know some of the highest podcasts that a lot of you all really seemed to have loved was um, the Maritime Admiralty Law. You love that. That's still number one. Then uh, there was the interview with Dr. Christine Northup. Now, I didn't personally interview her. I've been wanting to. I've been trying to. She's been pretty busy and hard to get a hold of, but not impossible. So if we still can shoot for it, if she's still, you know, still up for it. And hopefully we're, if we're both well and alive as the year goes, we, this is going to be a crazy year, fam. If I can get in contact with her and she agrees to to come on to Fable Radio, we, we're going to have her. We're also going to be having some more guests come up soon. I've talked to a few people and they're all looking forward to coming on here. Some of you already know, others you don't know, you have not ever heard them that it will be their first time on the show so i'm looking forward to that (laughs) um i'm not going to reveal any of who these people are and um you know it's about four or five different people and they all have something incredible to bring to the table uh of as far as who they are what they do things like that and um you know, just, I'm just kind of letting the spirit guide me. I'm, I'm taking a sabbatical, in a sense, on forcing a lot of what to talk about. I've learned that as long as I go within the flow of where the spirit leads me, I will be fine. But if I push myself to do certain things, I may be going too far. And with the spirit, you can't go far enough. You're going just right where you need to be so always get in tune with the spirit let him be your God because that's what John 16 13 tells us he leads us into all truth and he'll tell you what to do when to do it how to do it and that's all you want to do make your work easy work smarter not harder you know we work hard though to accomplish the goals that we have in mind a little hard work never killed nobody and the Bible is very very clear on that the Bible encourages you to work hard and Bible says if a man don't work he don't eat so I want to say this too, fellas this is for the fellas and then I'll get to the ladies real quick and I've said this before but in my spirit it's telling me Holy Spirit is telling me to say it again if you're somebody who struggle and I can attest to this and that's probably why the most high wants me to, to speak on it many of you right now Sorry, I was putting some eye drops in my eyes. Many of you right now are beating yourselves up mentally. And I'm here to tell you, don't do that. Let me tell you why. First of all, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't compare yourself to what you have and what you don't have. I know personally, I was doing that. And it ate up at me. Now, for those of you that this message doesn't apply to, this is for those that that it does apply to. So please be patient for your other brothers and sisters that need to hear this. And if you know anybody like that, that's going through this, or even if you yourself have undergone or went through something similar, if not this very exact thing that I'm about to talk about real quickly, please encourage others. Don't be a discouraging, doubtful, uh, boastful pride Prideful um, person, humble yourself and help other people. The Lord is looking at those who are ignoring themselves to help other people. You know, he—that's who—that's what he's big on. He's big on what did you do coming from your heart? Did you make it about yourself? I was told that I made something about myself because I asked for help, and that hurt. But I understood. And I tried to reason and I didn't try to like make it a big deal. But upon after sitting on it for some days when that was first told to me now, that's been over a month ago now. But well, not quite a month, but almost a month. Matter of fact, yeah, it's a, it's, a month. it's been a, it's been at a month. Like I said to you earlier. When it's people that you you hold dear to your heart and they say things like this, and they know you're not that type of person. They know you don't ask them for anything. They know you don't, you know, that's the thing that gets me. And this is a message for people who need to hear this. If if your confidence levels are on edge or if they're staggering, if they're fluctuating, going back and forth, in other words, don't you dare worry yourself a second more. As you hear this message, let me tell you why, family. The Most High loves you. He loves you very much. You're doing the best you can right now in the times that we're living. Jobs are getting harder to hold on to. They're getting harder to get. We have AI taking over jobs. We have companies that are not making enough revenue. And they're laying people off, firing people. We have people getting sick. They don't have coverage. And even those who have coverage, um, there's always something else they're lacking in. Social security is coming down for a lot of people because they're making too much or they're, they're just a little bit over. They need the extra hours, but then, you know, they, they're getting cutbacks on their food stamps. Now, I know people personally that's told me this, that they're going through. I listen to people, man. I look at people's situations. I compare myself. And a lot of times I say to myself, I, I can't really complain when it, when I look at other people and I look at the situation that they're in. I've either been through a similar situation, but now I'm in a little bit better situation, or I've never been through it at all. But I know p- people that have. And I've been through some things that's humbled me. Um, you know, I've always asked myself at my age that I'm at, I never saw myself being where I'm at at this moment I always foresaw myself being more successful and I'm and it all depends on how you look at success as to what you determine successful if you're alive you're not on drugs if you're alive and you you have a chance to turn your life around whether you are on drugs or whatever and I'm not talking about me being on drugs I was never on drugs by the way I just use that as an example But I'm saying for anybody, that's whatever your flaws are, whatever your vices are, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, it doesn't matter. You are blessed because you're here. Your life, just like it fell through your fingers, slipped through your fingers, and you got knocked on your butt rock bottom, your life tomorrow could pick up just like that. And I know a lot of you don't have that hope right now. The only thing that's a virtual certainty to you at this moment is failure or it's hard to get back up on my feet it's hard yes but it's not impossible what you need is to be centered and surrounding yourself with people who love you you need to be around people who are encouraging not to be around naysayers and doubters complainers whiners scoffers and mockers you need to be away from that you need to be around people who really believe in you who can look at you and say man you got so much power and talent You don't see what I'm seeing. Let me help you. And they do it for nothing. Because let me tell you something. (sighs) When you really want to see somebody make it. And you really truly believe in your heart about this person. You're going to do whatever you can to be a support to that person. Unfortunately, what happens is. Life or problematic things happen. And get in the way of that success. Sometimes. What you have intended upon doing gets distracted, held up. Sometimes it's intentional because you have to understand you're being tested. See, going back to what I said earlier about the spirit world, if you had eyes to see into the spirit world, you would see things happening before they happen. You would see things starting to manifest in the spirit world that's about to make its way here in the physical but because you don't have those eyes and you don't have that insight, and you don't have that knowledge. It's hard to fathom such a thing at this point. Just looking at life through the lens of a five sense perception from a construct of what looks to be physical. I get it. It just sounds good to the ears, itching ears, what I'm saying. But it's not it's not really hitting home as I really believe it. I really don't know if he's saying this, this to be saying it or whatever. And I'm not. I'm not just saying anything just to say it. But I know we hear so much BS so much all the time. It's a cliche. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And. I always tell you guys most most of the time just about on almost on all my shows to try to forgive in your heart. Now I said many times this before. That's a lot easier said than done. Because when it comes to doing it, it's much harder. Why? Because you have been broken. (laughs) Your emotions are running wild. Your thoughts are rampant. Nothing is going on in an orderly fashion with you right now. You're all over the place. You're radical. You're radical. And... It's spontaneous. It happens and bursts. It's uncontrollable. It's unpredictable. And that is what causes us to feel like there's no hope. It's one thing to say, Jay, you give us scriptures to read, but it's another thing than real life kicks in. We don't have time or something happens, blah, blah, blah. I didn't say it was going to be easy. But I, I definitely get it because I am you. I am you. So I get it. Start listening to things that are positive. Try it. It's like an exercise. You're not going to get results at first. You're not going to see it. But you got to believe it before it happens. You got to put it in your mind. This is what I'm going to accomplish. No matter what, I'm not going to let nobody stop me. I just have to go hard every day. And what I mean by going hard is just being consistent and not giving up you don't have to literally over overdo things now don't tire yourself out take your time get it done do it in a very orderly take your time fashion it will get done you will get better at it as time progresses and it's going to not take as long as you may think because if you have your mindset on it your body will follow OK, trust me on this. What else do you have to lose? Just trust Jay. Just trust your boy here. Try it and stick with it. And listen, if you need encouragement, come to Favor Radio. If you need encouragement, go on to YouTube, type in encouraging videos, positive things. Um, and for those who are rocking with the Bible, for you, if you need encouragement, Find a study group of actual Christians. Look it up. It may take some looking because a lot of things out here nowadays is is fake. It's not what it looks like. It's not what it sounds like. You got to really test the spirits. Okay, because you're going to be in for one. Look at life as an investment. What you put into something is what you're trying to get out of it. You want to build upon the principle. You want to invest. You want your investment to increase with time. And that's the same thing with building a foundation. It's not going to happen overnight. Family, it's not. It's not going to happen overnight. And if you're you're going into this thing with someone, make sure there's somebody who believes in your dream. Make sure that they have every bit of the confidence and, and the love to want to see your dream go all the way through. They'll be your sponsor. And if, if you will allow them, if they want to be a part of this journey with you, take them on it. But just make sure they're the right type of person that wants to be on it. And vice versa. Make sure you're doing the same for them. Make sure that you are supporting one another. Let me tell you something. I did a podcast a few years back on support. It was one of my first podcasts, I think. And... I said one of. I didn't say it was the first. Uh but it was definitely I think in that 2019 year and I might even did another one follow it up in 2020. But I definitely know I think I did one in 2019. And it was based on support, you know what support is and, and let me tell you something. Support is is major. It's 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 just as it's just as important as communication and they go hand in hand. With good support, you got good communication. With good communication, you can you can you can have support. You need to have a support um, group of people or persons to help you. With good with a great support, uh, supporting cast. Oh my god, the teamwork makes the dream work. That's what what that's what the whole saying means. And team is the acronym for what? Together everyone achieves more. Just like Bible is, basic instructions before leaving earth. If you just follow the protocol, just follow the program. You don't got to reinvent the wheel. Just follow the pattern that's been working. That's all you got to do. Find out what that pattern is for you. Follow it to the T. That's part of learning. That's part of listening. That's part of following instructions. The Most High lays out in his book instructions. He didn't tell you to figure it out. He gives you the literal cheat code all he says is just obey it just do everything I'm giving you the order to do it in, just like this do it the way my son did it he came down here to be an example of, of what to do all we got to do is exactly what Jesus did now when I say exactly let's, let's let me have to I gotta help some people out because they'll take it and run with it I'm not asking you to go around healing the sick walking on water <laughs> I'm not asking you to do all those miracles Jesus knew he could do it because he was in a place with his father that he knew he could do it. The father made it clear. Let me tell you something. The father will make it clear to you, too, to any of us that that obey him. First, he's going to test us on how well we listen. So before we even talk about supernatural things, don't worry about that. You will know when the time is right directly from the most high himself through his Holy Spirit, what you can and can't do. There's nothing you can't do when it comes to Christ Jesus, but obviously there still has to be some things on your part that have to be done in order for Christ to be able to abide in you. And that's me, too. That's all of us. So when I say all you have to do is just do everything Jesus did as a blueprint, what I'm talking about, to be more specific, is obedience. Now, nobody's expecting you to follow 613 laws in the Bible heck I'm not even expecting you or myself to be able to follow all 10 commandments that's just not going to happen and it's not that we can't do it but it's just that we're so sinful in nature we're so corrupt we're so forgetful we're so emotional we're emotionally distraught we're unstable as humans And, and especially in today's world we got all this bad food in us we got frequency interference from the internet, from satellites, from from TVs, from, from you name it. There's frequency modulation all over here that affects the body. We've got processed foods we're eating. Uh, we're distracted through our phones, through people. At some point, because we have not been disciplined enough, and the key word is discipline, we've been so removed from what is disciplinary action in terms of obedience and following the laws and statutes and commandments of the Bible that no, I don't expect you, nor should you expect me to be able to follow anything that's why we have Yahusha Jesus to do it for us because before he died on the cross we had to go through Mosaic laws, Mosaic covenant the Mosaic covenant, Moses' covenant which I talked about in the uh, rapture and resurrection series part three, so if we had to go by that, we'd all be damned. <laughs> and, and, and we'd be going straight to hell right about now with no redemption, nothing, because we would not be able to do enough good in the eyes of Yah, the father who's holy, in order to go into his His kingdom. Even if we followed his statutes and commandments, we'd still be sinning in something. And we'd have to keep giving atonement and we'd have to keep doing uh, rituals. And that doesn't mean we wouldn't make it. But if we're just going off of the law, which is works, works is not enough to get you into heaven, no matter how good you do works, no matter how well it works, you do. That's not what Yahusha died for. He is the one who did all that because he didn't fail, because he didn't sin, because his blood was the renewed covenant and shed and made him the ultimate sacrificial lamb. For all of our sins He took all our burdens And all our sins on himself Upon On the death On the cross at death And shed his blood For I say Through his blood We are redeemed In his name If we believe We shall be saved By grace Through faith in Jesus Christ That is how we are We are saved And born again Creatures in Christ So now Having said that All you have to do Is just receive the Holy Spirit Read the Bible And do your best That's it Now, for those of you who ain't really ready for that yet, I ain't putting no pressure on you. I'm just like you. I'm every day in this. J-rated R is not walking around here holier than thou. Believe that. Um, But again, a lot of you don't even believe in the Bible. You believe it's a code. I already know how some of you think. I'm kind of... I'm kind of like Paul in a sense, and I'm not comparing myself to Paul, but I'm relating myself to a particular thing about Paul that I can say this about me. Paul in the Bible is said he's all things to all people. That means he has to meet people from where they're at. And because he's experienced certain things, nothing comes as a shock to Paul when he comes across a certain type of person. He meets them from where they are, and then he slowly and gradually brings them to where he's at. And that's how you work your brothers and sisters. Like when y'all start talking, I, I can talk to atheists. I can talk to agnostics. I can talk to people in the new age. I can talk to Satanists. I can talk to different people because I've kind of related to all of that in a sense. Now, I've never not been an atheist. I've, I've never been an atheist or an agnostic. I've never been a Satanist, but you might as well say I was because when I was delving into dark arts and doing wizardry and all that witchcraft stuff and reading tarot cards and I was doing all that back in the day. I ain't I ain't never been dumb enough, stupid enough. And I forgive me if I'm calling any of you stupid who, who've done this. But it was a stupid thing you did. You, you may not be dumb per se. And I'm not saying you are. But what you did was stupid. And that's play with Ouija boards. I'm not playing with no Ouija board. That's a direct summons to a demonic plane. You know what I'm saying? And y'all thinking you're talking to dead relatives and you're not talking to familiar spirits but we're not going to get into that Um, and people laugh at this stuff, people ridicule it they'll laugh at the notion of anything I say about the Bible but then turn right around and do everything I just said uh, in terms of satanic stuff because they believe in something spiritual they just don't believe in the scriptures and see hey, you know, to each they own I'm not here to babysit nobody If y'all out there want to take risks and and there's nothing I can say to stop you, I'm going to pray for you, whoever you are. And I don't know who to pray for or not to pray for. That's why when I do pray, I just pray for anybody that listen to the show that got this today and anybody that's going to listen to the show. I even go for the people in the future, the possible future. Y'all's commandments will reach into the future and grab people all because you prayed. That's how powerful prayer is, man. It touches the past, the present and the future. It touches people you don't even know. And the people you know. That's how powerful the prayers are. Prayer is power. If you want to look at magic, look at prayer. Okay? Only, I don't call it magic. I call it divine. Even though that's what magic pretty much is. We don't want to use terms like magic when we talk about the scriptures. Because it would give it a a lesser, uh, a lesser essential meaning. Because it would be more so equated to witchcraft. Get what I'm saying? So we have to be careful how we use terminology. But when you talk to me, you ain't got to walk in no Excel. Speak your speak your piece. Say what you feel. Say talk where you are from where you are. I'll hear you just fine because I used to talk and still can on those same levels. That's why I say on this show we come real, we come raw, we come authentic. There's no filters. There's no censorship. There's no BS. Okay got to pray for, to cover your eye gates your ear gates these are portals entryways and if you're talking to people of all walks of life there's going to be people who have some cussing in them there's going to be some people who, who who feel this way or feel that way you respect all forms of people but you stand on what you know to be right just because I can hang with you don't mean I'm going to do what you do because I think for myself I don't just do things to keep up with the Joneses and to try to keep from stepping on eggshells I just I'm going to lessen my own belief and integrity to suit someone else's needs now there is a such thing as honoring and respecting culture in other words if somebody offers you something from another culture you don't want to be seemingly coming off as offensive or disrespectful but you eat something that they offer you now the Bible's very clear about this do not eat from them if it is to a worshipping idol if they're eating in honor of an idol that you know you're not supposed to be giving any type of worship to because that's considered idolatry, which is also a form of fornication. And the Bible is very clear in the Ten Commandments, which is number one, thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Now you have to politely decline and not eat from that for that reason. Um, And the Bible speaks on what to do if you feel the need to eat from that. The Bible's very clear. You can read this in Romans. <clears throat> um, family, we're going to go ahead and take another quick commercial break real quick. When we come back, I'm going to have that scripture ready for you on the idols. Because I, I I got it in my head a few things um, on idols right now. And that's one of them is, and I think is in Isaiah 58. Another one, I believe, is in Isaiah. I mean, it's in Psalms chapter 115, I believe. And the other one I'm thinking is... Romans, so i'm going to go ahead and check that out while we have a commercial break when we come back we'll talk about that and then we're going to talk some more deeply and directly on this incoming transmission signal so don't go anywhere family i'm your boy J read it all we will return out to these messages stay tuned yeah J read it all here Suave. A.K.A. Sincere Warrior for Yah Lion of Judah Y'all stand up for the king Elohim I got something I want to get off my chest Oh yes This is a blessing Get the lesson Uh Uh-huh Elohim is the king Yeah, Elohim is supreme Uh Uh-huh what do you believe in, angels or demons? It started with Genesis, Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve versus the arch nemesis. Moses part of the sea, pardon me while I remember this, biblically reminisce, reminisce, that spiritually the abyss is, part of the reason, the heart of the heathen. and disguises lies, despise the season. Yeah, come on. Elohim is the king. Uh-huh. Elohim is supreme. Ooh. Say what? Elohim is the king. That's right. Yeah, boy. Elohim is supreme. Uh, yeah. The more that I glorify, praise, it seems the more that I share the same pain from stories high. I, I thank the Lord that I cry it resembles rain before i die in vain i shall become the lost butterfly without shame i'm the reformed dark lord who brought pain now i'm reborn in the lord of hosts thanks to the holy ghost who restored my soul from Sheol's flames family we are back we're talking about incoming transmissions now I did find some scriptures as I was telling you before about the idols eating with idols and family let me make something very clear let me read it first I want to start with Acts chapter 15 verse 29 So I'm going to turn to the Bible in the book of Acts, chapter 15, verse 29. Just give me one sec to meet your acquaintance. And without further ado, here it is. All right. Once again, that's Acts chapter 15, verse 29 and it reads as this that ye abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from fornication from which if ye keep yourselves ye shall do well fear ye well Clearly you'd have to read the whole chapter But what that part is telling you If you read it before It tells you that There are things that are necessary When it comes to The Holy Ghost And following God's commandments Now You have free will You can do these things against what the Bible says but like all things if it's to your benefit and you choose to do otherwise doing your own thing well you're creating a consequence for yourself now that was in Acts 15 verse 29 we're now going to go excuse me to Romans 14 and we're going to start at verse 20 Romans 14, verse 20. <laughs> All right. Let's do 19. Start at 19. 19 of Romans chapter 14 says, Let us therefore follow after. The things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Verse 20 For food destroys not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eats with offense. Verse 21, it is good neither to eat flesh, nor to drink wine, nor anything whereby your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. Now watch this. I'm going to read verse 23. Give me one second, family. Hold on real quickly. You make an adjustment here. Okay. All right, verse 22 Have you faith? Have it to yourself before Elohim? Happy is he that condemns not himself in that thing which he allows verse 23 and he that doubts is damned if he eats because he eats not of faith for whatsoever is not of faith is sin so the Bible's telling you if you do something without faith and you go into it with doubt that's a sin I didn't even know that so here I am reading what I know to be a chapter in the idols but Somehow, I mis- mislooked over the fact that if you don't have faith in something, it's a sin. But that's not the focus of this scripture. We're talking about what are we to do when people are giving to idols, participating in doing things. Are we to give into it? Are we to eat it? Now, there is another chapter, another verse that really speaks on that. But I wanted to just give you an example. Now... Let's go ahead and use 1st Timothy chapter 4. And in 1st Timothy chapter 4. It also tells you. I believe it's in verse 4. Let's see here family. Yep. It's in verse 3 forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from food which Elohim has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Verse 4 For every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it be, if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer so in other words when you bless your food that which may have been originally perhaps not good not pure is pure in the eyes of Yah and it is to be received with thanksgiving remember there's a part in the Bible where eating certain things or drinking certain things weren't good for you and you still have to use best common judgment to go ahead and if y'all says it's okay to have wine for occasions or for stomach aches then it's good for that but if you're just drinking wine for pleasure drinking to get drunk obviously he says that's not good to be a drunkard and you open yourself up to spiritual possession hence this is why they call alcoholic beverages spirits now because it intoxicates the body, it dulls the senses, and it creates impairment. At this point, you have no stability. And remember, the Bible says an unstable person, a double-minded person, is unstable in all their ways. Satan is the is the god of the or the or he's the god of confusion. The Most High Yah is not so he makes it very clear what you can what you can't or what you can within limit or why and so the whole point of this conversation family before we had our last break was talking about idols we were talking about fornication of the body and we were talking about different things in terms of incoming transmissions fiery darts now let's talk about some Something that's a little more solid. This is February. This month is almost over already. And this is a leap year because it's usually just 28 days in February. It's going to be 29 this year. Now, everything matters. We just don't have time to talk about it. I said I wasn't going to make this a long show. I'm going to hold true to my word. So, anything that I have to say further on this matter, we will talk about later in the next podcast. <laughs> so, let's get to the meat and potatoes and then we're going to close it out. There's going to be a lot of things happening, as you've been seeing, that we've been talking about here on Fable Radio for quite some time. We just recently witnessed a shooting. Kansas City, Missouri. Today, there was another shooting. Um, can't I can't remember exactly where where at at a school. I think it was in Arizona. Don't quote me on that. It may not have been, but it was a shooting somewhere. There's shootings every day now. To the point we can't even keep up with them. All the while. This is an election year. Trump's talking about his brand new shoes that he put on the market. <laughs> and there's a stare. This is the steer up of many things to confuse you and distract you. Taylor Swift. I know I said Tyler in the last podcast. <laughs> I won't think it. Taylor Swift. She um, She's become the face of Of the most popular celebrity right now. Her and Beyonce, they're all under the same umbrella, which is the kingdom of Satan. And I believe she's the rich, well, she's not the richest female singer because Rihanna's pretty rich too. She's a billionaire. But here's the thing all of them, all of them are wearing that Jezebel quite well. And what I mean by quite well, I'm not talking about anything sexual as a compliment. I mean, the spirit is wearing them like a coat. These women are all witches. The Beyonce's, the Rihanna's, the Taylor Swift's, all these people that a lot of you look up to and hold dear. Again, that's idol worship. Don't worship these people. They don't mean you no good. They don't have your best interests. And just because they smile on camera and they put on an outfit or they do a little dance... That's enough to make you drop your guard. and Oh, she's so cool. Oh, she's so nice. Oh, I love her outfit. I wish people would really start to take the time out to see and listen to themselves. When they're just runting and raving over these damn people. Now, I'm not jealous in any kind of way. When you hear me say things like I just said, I have no reason to be. A lot of small-minded people would say such things. Oh, you just mad because of... No, I'm not mad. I'm mad because... These people are killing innocent children by the way they act. And you'll say, well, that's not their fault. Blame their parents. I do. And some of you are those parents. You allow celebrities, society, the culture or multiculturalist to raise your children. And you don't see anything wrong with it. You think when somebody starts speaking the truth, they're bashing you or speaking hate. Well, the Bible talks about hate. God is not just the God of love. Y'all really think the Most High who's against sin, to be against it doesn't mean he loves it. In fact, even in the Bible, he says, Jacob, I've loved Esau, I've hated. Because Esau was wicked. And the most high hates wickedness. The Bible says he laughs at wickedness. He laughs at the people that are wicked. Because he knows their time is short. He literally laughs at them. And so he hates sin. He will not tolerate it. and Even in Ecclesiastes. Which is. Well Ecclesiasticus, which is the book of Sirach. He even says he hates the sinners to be acting a certain way. He can't stand none of that. It's an abomination to him. It's detestable to him. Let's go to Deuteronomy 22, verse 5. Now, family, be on the lookout this year for possibly, I'm saying possibly, very, very half and half here. For either a grid knockout or... Three days of darkness. Now, once again, people are saying that's not in the Bible except that time in Moses and Exodus. Well, like I told you, if you're reading the scriptures and you're reading in between, not reading into. Reading into means you're coming up with your own interpretation. Reading in between means it's right there in the Bible. If you just know what you're looking at, the pattern of things happening. All right there in the Old Testament, just like they are the new. And if you take the words of the Bible... Where it says nothing is new under the sun. What's happened before will happen again. That should be a dead giveaway for certain prophecies. If the people aren't changing. And certain things have to happen. Believe it. That if it happened in Moses time. It will happen again in our time. Just like there's never been a time since the time of Noah. Those were the things that happened in those days. The Nephilim running the earth. People. People ripping and running wild out of control murdering raping it will happen again in this time and guess what we're looking at look at all these wild different groups of people sexually out of control sexually immoral lusting having hate in their heart wanting to do harm to people raping kids and women trying to change people's sexual gender And down to the babies, showing them all this graphic and sexual, detestable, raunchy, filthy pornography, allowing it in schools. They even got clubs now called Satan's Club. How much more do you need? Statues of Baphomet, kids sitting on the lap of the devil. You gotta be kidding me with all this, this is hate speech. When this is the very thing that the most high himself the same God for the people who say they believe in the Bible the same God that you say you love is coming straight out of his mouth without need without any need of an interpretation and literally saying as plain as day I hate what I'm seeing from the churches and from the world and if you don't repent If you don't fully keep doing. The things that you keep saying you're sorry for. He's going to turn you over to a reprobated mind. That means he's going to give up on you. The Lord never gives up on anyone who loves him. He will forgive you. But what he ain't going to do. Is keep on forgiving you when he knows in your heart. You don't mean what you say. There are incoming pending. Pending. Penalties for such behavior, family, as part or as an end result of what the prophecies are referring to and talking about, this is one of the major, if not the major, reasons why a lot of these things are going to happen. There's flooding going on for crying out loud in LA, they're getting massive amounts of rain. LA never gets that, and they're talking about snow. (laughs) <laughs> remember I had told you there was a prophecy this of this very thing happening well over a year ago I can't remember what podcast it was but I know one of the prophets um, one of the brothers in Christ's name is Zachary his channel is outpouring gates he had mentioned this that the Lord had showed him and told him this and lo and behold it's happening see a lot of times when we predict things we don't have a date to give you all. And that's dangerous too, to give a date. But if the Lord literally has shown you something, or well, he's literally told you, and I mean literally told you, not somebody getting a little filling in their tummy tummy and saying the Lord told me. No, use discernment. Was that your spirit man? Or was you, did you really hear literally the voice of the Most High talking to you? Or was it an angel of the Lord that literally talked to you? When you say somebody's talked to you, family, you need to really mean it. We have a knack, and I've been guilty of this, (sighs) of saying the Lord told me, the Lord's this, the Lord that, and the Lord ain't said nothing because you got a feeling. You say the Lord showed you, the Lord told you. The best way to do that is I have a strong urgency in the spirit to check this out. But I have to be careful not to, but I have to be careful to say the Lord said, the Lord told. That means verbalization wise, you're verbalizing verbatim that he actually said something to you. And if we study Jeremiah 23, verse 25, 26, it talks about false prophets having dreams that the Lord came to them and showed and told them. And the Lord says he had showed and told them nothing. But they sit near lying on his name. So you can understand why there's hate and love. The two need to coexist in order to understand what the purpose of life is. So this is why I'm telling you all this. A lot of you probably listen to this show. And a lot of this goes in one ear and out the other. And if it does. Well, I'll pray that the Lord will wake you up. Soon enough. When it's your turn to wake up. There are those of you. Or others of you. Who take heed to this information. You may not believe it all. Or know what to believe. But you say, I'm going to go ahead and look into this. I'm going to hold on to this. I'm going to put this here. Just in case it may happen later. That way it won't come up. It won't come. As a uh, It won't come up to you as a. Um, it won't be as a shock. Can't talk right now. It won't come as a shock. When these things do come about. Because you've been forewarned. You've been told in your scriptures. You've been told. And some of you have had these dreams. Or feelings. And seen these things yourself. But you doubt yourself. And Remember. Wherever there's doubt, there's sin. Because whosoever does not have faith commits a sin when he doubts. And we read that just now in Romans 14. So just be mindful of these things, family. They're little nuggets, gems for you to hold on to. So when you come across this information, it doesn't come off as fictitious or I didn't know type information. Because we don't have time for that on Fever Radio. I'm always saying when you heard it here, you heard it first. If you hadn't heard it nowhere else, definitely you heard it here, you heard it first. Not, I didn't know. (laughs) That is not part of of our slogan. So, no, you'll never hear that come out of my mouth. Not for this show. And yeah. anyone that says otherwise is telling a, a, a straight-up lie. Now they may be telling the truth when they say I didn't have I haven't heard him say that as of yet. That don't mean I haven't said it on my show though. Have you listened to all three hundred of my shows? Well, I don't, if you haven't, then there you go. There you have it. So it's all about wording. Say what you mean, mean what you say don't assume people know what you mean when you say something that's another thing that we have done very erroneously is we assume that when we say something somebody's supposed to right off the bat know what you meant instead of you just correcting yourself and saying what you meant you want to get upset with people because they're supposed to know what you mean and then if they think they know what you mean at another time you're saying something they get it wrong, then you're gonna tell them, Oh, you don't know me. You don't know me at all. (laughs) You know, I've been through that too. So and I've said things similar. I mean I'm like I said, I'm not putting any blame, you know. It's just amazing looking back on your entire life stuff that you can remember. from all the lessons growing up all the experiences all the encounters all the run-ins um, everything is a lesson and that's why I say I can never say I regret anything because I'm right where y'all wanted me to be I had to experience these things for my own um, good because this is how you learn so when people say they regret ever doing this or regret ever doing that, just remember this, you still have breath in your body and if Yah ever regretted making you or decided like he did in Genesis chapter 6 let me go ahead and read it let me make my point clear through scriptures for those people who say they regret something, I get where you're coming from but I want you to be careful on why you say that because if your Lord and Savior thought the same about you You wouldn't be here And if you left here Not being where you need to be In Christ Jesus Well you're going to go somewhere for all eternity That you don't That you may not want to be None of us wants to be So be careful what you say Everything has its good and its bad points It's good and its bad moments Genesis chapter 6 Verse 4 well, let's see verse five. And Yahweh saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verse six. And Yahweh repented that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And then verse seven. And Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for I repent that I have made them. Now he's saying right there, he regretted making man because man's hearts kept on doing nothing but evil in the eyes of the Most High. And it hurt him so much, it grieved him that he even made them. He regretted it. And he, for the first time, in this particular part of the Bible, wiped out man, All except the ones that Noah had on the ark. Which was him, his wife, his kids, uh, and their wives. And then, of course, two of everything else that he could gather. So that they could replenish the earth. So, what am I saying? Don't ever regret anything. The fact that you're here, the fact that I'm here, means that we were blessed to be here. Look at the people who didn't even get to make it. For instance, I have children that never made it. Their purpose was to incarnate here, but it may have been to come and to come back. It may have been that they were meant to be here, but something went wrong. And karma set in, a debt had to be paid, and it was them that paid it. Because of, a, of of things not doing like they were supposed to be. Going the way they're supposed to be. We'll never know until we get to heaven. To ask the Most High. Why did this happen? Because only we only know in part right now. So we can speculate majority of why things are. But we wouldn't be wrong even if we speculated it. Because we know that a lot of it has to do with our own actions. The Bible has told us this numerous times. Be not deceived. A man shall reap what he sows. Well, it actually says, be not deceived. God is not to be mocked. We don't want to leave that part out. It's a very essential, very important part of that scripture. Galatians 6, 7. God is not to be mocked. A man shall reap what he sows. So if a man regrets something, and he doesn't repent of what he said, of how he felt He doesn't realize He's cursing himself As well as those That he, rep- he he regrets See all these things Will be held against us If we don't repent for them All these things Will be shown to us And told to us Whether you believe that or not In the afterlife And a lot of people Just don't want to hear that Because they think They already know so much And well if it, they, they have a problem With the messenger Rather than getting the message And that's the problem In itself That dagger, that darkness, that distance, that I don't give a, you know what, or I don't care anymore in your heart. (sighs) That's the problem. And as you can see, man's heart is what? Continuously evil. Wicked. We saw in the last podcast I did, we talked about the heart a little bit. Only a fool follows his own heart so when the world tells you to go with your gut or or to follow your heart, don't because you you don't know yourself well enough you're all over the place one minute you're here today tomorrow, you're a different person a double minded person is unstable in all their ways That's why there has to be stability. There has to be a balance. And if you don't stay balanced, stay regulated, stay informed, be mindful of what you say, how you walk and how you talk. You're going to slip up. You're going to be all out of order and disorderly. And that's confusion scriptures make it very clear that's why the Lord is long suffering meaning that's why he has a lot of patience with ignorant beings because we know not what we say or do we think we do in the moment when we're in our feelings the Bible encourages us don't go to bed in your wrath because you're opening a doorway to Satan When you do that, that's in Ephesians chapter four, verse 26 and 27. Jay Reed at all is telling you all this because he's learning to do these things himself. A lot of these things he's made mistakes and not doing. Yes, I'm referring to myself in third person when I say he. Because I want you to know I'm just like you. I don't sit here not one bit at any given time ever on my show and act like I got this all down pat. In fact, for a lot of the things that I've told you all, I would be held at a higher standard because a lot of these things I already knew going in and yet I still fell for the okie doke. I still fell vulnerable because of my emotions, because I allowed to be sucked into something and It hurts because you know what you do and what you don't do. And one thing you hate, and I say this with all all my heart, man. But I say it with a passion. The thing I hate the most is when I'm being wrongfully accused of something. And I cannot prove what I'm saying is true. That's one of my biggest hard lessons to learn and how to deal with. Because people are always looking for something wrong in you. Because either things are too good to be true, or I need to find blame in him because he's always finding something wrong with me. You know there are people that are in your family That talk to you Smile in your face Compliment you And they deep behind your back They're judicing you right at this very moment You know how much that hurts Do you know how it hurts to be told You are loved And missed only then in the twinkling of an eye all of that stuff that you got complimented on turns right around and the next thing you hear is I regret ever coming back into your life and these are people that say they love God and read their Bible every day well Paraphrase, and I don't know if they read it about every day or not, but it's always either the real religious ones that tell you these things, that do these things to you. And and like I said, I'm not without fault. These are fiery darts that we're throwing at each other, family. We're doing the devil's job for him. And all the demons are doing is feeding off of it and encouraging it by whispering and influencing. Putting thoughts into your minds. If you got a weak mind, family. It's easier for them to manipulate you. Don't let anyone ever manipulate you. Gaslight you. Or guilt trip you. Into thinking or doing something you know you're not at fault for. Stand a solid ground. And rebuke it. No matter who it is. Because here's the thing. and You don't have to fight and... Go cussing and all that. If you can walk away. Or if you can leave the scene. It's best to do that. Because you're doing yourself a justice. Let me tell you something. When you get sucked into anger so much. That you feel like hurting people. And you know you're more than capable of doing that. You gotta let go. That's the devil. Because now. People will bait you into an argument. To use that as. Bait. Or as. As evidence to say you're this terrible person when you know damn well you're not and most times I've learned in my lessons and this is not coming from just one particular experience this has come from experience all over from the time that I was old enough to go out here in these streets and experience life for myself one thing I've learned from watching people listening to people looking at how people move in what they saying versus how they moving and me going through it myself. Not all the time. Not saying this is all the time. No. But a lot of times when folks are coming at you with a lot of heat or just coming up with stuff to throw at you and you can't figure out what is going on, why am I always being attacked or targeted or why am I always being accused? Why is something always made to look a certain way when it's not that way at all? You're being targeted by the enemy, and it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing because he knows who he can trigger to get to do what, to see what, and they and, and it happens. And I kid you not, it's almost like it's like a nightmare. You ever seen that movie Azazel with Denzel Washington? But it's not called Azazel. It's called The Fallen. I think it's called The Fallen. Something would fall in it. Might be Fallen 1 or The Fallen. I think it's The Fallen. Either way, it's got Denzel Washington. He plays as a, a detective, a cop. And he's looking for a killer he can't see. Except through the personification of anybody he comes in contact with. Remember in the movie The Matrix? Anybody who has not been freed from The Matrix? The agents... Could use their vessel and manifest through them anywhere in the Matrix, anywhere in the world. But that what they were telling you is how the kingdom of darkness operates, how Satan and his minions operate through people, through vessels, through possession. And that's what you see when you look at movies like The Matrix, The Fallen. Azazel was the name of the character which was a fallen angel in the movie The Fallen. And all he had to simply do was touch somebody through body contact, and he could change from that body into another body. So he was wearing people like clothes and controlling them. And these people would just be going on about their business, and he would jump straight in them and take them over. Now, you know what that movie really showed me? That if a being can do that, you have no spiritual protection. Because free will has to be, you know, in order for the devil to to do what he wants, there has to be some type of agreement, even if you don't know that's what you're making. See, whenever you open yourself to something, you're falling in agreement or in alignment with something, which is giving it legal right into your life. And things happen gradually with the demonic. They happen gradually. Enough that when you're really depressed, really low, and your will is really weak... That's when they feed off of you. And if they can. If you're weak minded. And you don't have the protection of the most high on you. Then their goal. Is to possess. And destroy. Kill. Steal. Destroy. That's all their minds have all day. You got spirits walking. And following you. The moment you were born. You were assigned by angels of the Lord. As well as there's angels of darkness. There's. Demons that have been following you from the time you were born. A lot of you didn't know that. And so, the more we know about how they operate, the more we can put an end or stop to their operation. And all you have to do is call out the Most High's name and in, in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and ask Him, remove all these things in my life, starting with whatever you need to talk about and I'm gonna guarantee you with an earnest heart you'll start seeing all these things disappear, reshape and mold. you'll start asking okay whoever doesn't belong in my life remove them. People will start just becoming distant and it won't be no reason why they just don't talk to you. it'll just look like such and such is ignoring you. But then what'll shock you the most is you didn't say who to remove you just say remove anybody that's not that doesn't have my best interest. He'll be removing people you thought were going to be your ace in the hole. Or that person you thought you were going to marry. Or that person you thought you were tight with. Or you have a family member. What does he say about that? Matthew chapter 10. He didn't come to bring peace, but he came with a sword. To create the the very foes. Your closest foes will be the ones under your own roof. This is in your Bible, man. In Matthew chapter 10. Now, that doesn't mean that's what's always going on. So don't get caught up and start thinking negatively on every level. Just be mindful of, this, of, the, of the signs. You know? A lot of you have a very sensitive heart. You're easily duped. You, you know? You you're, you're, you have a lot of people that love Genuinely, and they're faithful, and people will see that sometimes as a weakness, or or a means to exploit your kindness, your love. They know that if they can bark a little loud, say a few things, get you moved, that you might be willing to come on their side of things. But they're gonna have some fun with it. That only continuously happens until you get to a point where you get tired of being played or made the fool you get tired of that and then when you stand up for yourself that's when the gaslighting starts the guilt tripping starts and now you're doubting yourself was I wrong? was I right? look everybody's wrong, no one's right the Bible says no one is good no one but God So that ought to be your go-to for two people, three people, four people, or however many people. When you have a problem, you you always both need to look at your situation and you need to look at who was wrong, who was right. But some people will say, well, I'm not going to apologize. I don't feel like I was wrong. I didn't do anything. Hell, I've apologized numerous times for things I never knew I did wrong. And whether I did them or not, I still apologize, even for the things that I probably shouldn't have had to apologize for. And let me tell you why I did that. When you apologize, you're doing it for two reasons. One, you're doing it to show the person respect that felt disrespected. that felt uh, misunderstood. There could have been a miscommunication or a misinterpretation somewhere in the lines of communication causing um, an altercation and if you feel like you didn't say or do something because you have pride, you say, "Well, I don't see the need to apologize. What did I do wrong?" And and you would be fair in saying that. But here's the thing: sometimes when you humble yourself and you apologize, it's not implying that you're that you're guilty of anything. You're not saying, "Oh, he apologized, so he's admitting he's guilty." No, that's that's a narrow-minded person's thinking that thinks like that. No you're apologizing because you feel enough in your heart for the person who feels offended to let them know if I committed any offenses that I was not aware of, I am truly sorry. And so I'm going to apologize anyway just to let you know I humbly regret. This is where you can regret. This is one of the only times you should regret. I humbly regret ever offending you in any kind of way. But that doesn't mean or imply That you're citing and agreeing that you are guilty. It means. You're humbling yourself enough. To show mercy. And to show respect. A lot of you don't get that. Everything has to be. (laughs) Either you did it or you didn't do it. And you should never think that way. Because let me tell you something. Apologizing for things you don't think you did wrong is no different than praying for somebody who doesn't pray for themselves. I want you to hear what I'm saying. Let me say it again. Apologizing, family, for something that you didn't do wrong is no different than praying for someone who doesn't even pray for themselves. And let me show you what regret looks like versus prayer if i regret something and i leave it at that do you know don't you know i'm leaving it broken i'm leaving it cursed i'm leaving that that negativity of residue that a demon can latch onto and hold onto regret manifests demons this is why the lord says to forgive Even your enemies. And to forgive. Because if you don't forgive. Forgiving is also not just for somebody else's sake. It's for your own. Because you're freeing yourself. From burden. When you forgive. If you have regret family. You're not freeing yourself from burden. You're holding on to something. That's opening a door. To the demonic. I hope you guys can understand that. I know it's hard when you go through something painful, emotional. You regret ever having to put yourself in a position to feel the way you're feeling. But rejoice! Let me let me let me show you something, family. Let me show you something. I'm gonna show you two things: First Peter four and Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Give me a sec to. Uh, get my Bible pages turned here. Family, I'm having some allergies too, so if I'm reading slow, it's because my eyes keep blurring up on me. This happens quite frequently. And yeah, I have eye drops, but let me go ahead and see what I can do here. Just give me one second. to this family we are gonna go ahead and call it a night the Lord put this on my heart because he knows my heart sometimes you gotta love people enough for yourself for both of you since they don't love you or they you know don't care about you you gotta you don't fight you don't fight back but hate. you fight back with with, with love that's what Jesus did for us. That's why he kept saying, forgive them, for they know not what they do. When you know better, you're supposed to act differently and do better. You don't meet people where they at with ignorance. You don't do that. You let them have to deal with that. You let, them de- let the Lord deal with that. All right. That's why I say you know those who stay in their scriptures and really, really, really Or trying to apply the scriptures. It's one thing to read the scriptures. It's another thing to understand the scriptures. And it's another thing to apply what you read. From your understanding. It's one thing to profess you love God. But it's another thing to act differently. When the Lord says do this. And you're still holding on to your own standards. That's contradiction. And I'm not saying this to attack any one particular person or persons. I'm saying this because I had to I had to be a big enough man and person to not act that way myself because so many times have I acted like that. Held on to some, certain things. And I guess it may look like I'm holding on to it now by bringing it up, but no. The Lord actually put this on my heart. Now he didn't tell me. I have a strong urge on my heart. And the heart is You have to be careful with the heart Because we just read what the heart does That's why the Bible says To test the spirits Always test the spirits Ask the Lord Does this come from you Is this from me or is this from the enemy He'll help you Discern it 1 Peter chapter 4 We've read verse 12 before But let me read it again this is in regards to regret, family. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. Isn't that what you're going through? Which is to try you. As though s- some strange thing happened unto you. But here we go. Verse 13. But rejoice. Rejoice. And as much as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that means that Christ went through it too. He went through suffering like you wouldn't believe. People with broken hearts, people with physical ailments, any type of infirmity or weakness that you're dealing with, any type of backlash, any type of abandonment, any type of door shut in your face, any type of at- uh, demonic attacks, Rejoice. For these are the same sufferings That Christ went through That's what it's saying Rejoice Let me read it again But rejoice in as much As ye are partakers Of Christ's sufferings That when his glory Shall be revealed Ye may be Glad also with With Exceeding joy so when people are tripping, or when you're going through something terrible in life, when you keep getting hit with Murphy's Law, when somebody keeps rolling the dice and keep getting snake eyes, <laughs> rejoice, man. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to be feeling upset. You're going to feel upset. Just don't get, let your anger consume you. Don't go to bed in your wrath. That's what the Bible tells you in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. But this is telling you rejoice. Because it says, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. That means if you get, if people make fun of you because of Christ. Or hating on you because of Christ. Rejoice. Because that's a good sign. Because he's not of this world. And you're not to be of the world, just only in it. But it says, if ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of God of glory rest upon you. Yeah. And so now I want to read to you. Hold on, family. I want to read to you. Let me finish reading this one real quick before we jump to that. For the glory rests upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorious. In other words, when people talk about God to you, this of the world, he's, he's spoken of as an evil thing. This is why they always talk about the hate speech. Jesus didn't spew hate. It's not hate, family. It's the truth. God is trying to show you the wicked ways of the wicked and the sinful nature of man and how to come out of it. But some of you love your sins so much, you don't want to come out of it. And anybody who's talking about it, trying to free your spirit, trying to liberate you, you're looking at it as hate. So, we're not to meddle in nobody's affairs. The Bible says, says, leave him alone. Let him be. Um, right or wrong, let, leave him alone. Oh, uh, let's see. 2nd Corinthians 12, I said, right? Then we are after this family. We're gonna call it a night. My reading is for tonight is not looking good. Alright, so 2nd Corinthians. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. In this particular chapter, Paul is explaining that he knew a man in Christ who went to the third heaven. And he had heard things and saw things that were impermissible for man to utter, to repeat. Now, the man he's talking about obviously is himself, but he's speaking about himself in third person. Just so that he doesn't come off boasting. That's why he referred to himself in third person rather than saying he experienced these things because he humbled himself. But here's the thing, I urge you all to read that whole chapter to get the full content of what's being said to you right now. The only reason I'm pointing out these couple of scriptures in particular is because it's referring to things such as regret, not to regret the sufferings in which you are dealing with right now. I know it's hard and it it weighs on your confidence, it weighs on your heart, it weighs on your beliefs. It makes you mad, it makes you upset, it makes you feel hopeless, it makes you feel alienated from everybody else. And you wonder if these people would treat you this way, Would they treat anybody else this way? Or do you wonder at times, is it just you they're treating this way where everybody else they would treat so much better? And I've always wondered that when it came to certain things. I'm not saying that I am not without having to pay for crimes committed. And I say crime in a very light way. I'm not talking about literal crimes like breaking the law crimes, but penalties for my actions. But these things aren't always of my own doing. Um, Sometimes people are just say things to say things, even though what they're saying isn't always true. You still end up having to feel guilty as if you committed a crime when you didn't. And you feel like at times you've been better off committing the crime to be rightly judged as opposed to falsely judged and accused of things. And that's all I'm saying. But no, let's read Second Corinthians 12 family. Uh, We're going to start at verse We're going to start at verse, verse nine. All right. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for you, for the strength, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I. Let me see what that says, fam. I'm sorry. I told you my eyes are blurry. Oh, gosh. Uh, Will I rather glory in my infirmities than the power of Christ may rest upon me? So basically what Paul is saying here, he had a problem that was bothering him. And he said he, Satan was attacking him like a thorn in his side. And he asked the Lord Jesus to remove it. Now, the Holy Ghost, only times sometimes the Holy Ghost doesn't do things you ask is because he knows what's really best for you. And he knows that you need what you're going through as a learning lesson so that you will also understand the the, 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 the necessity of that lesson later down the road. So if we just always got what we wanted, if we always just had a uh, issue and said, God, take this issue away from me, and he always removed it, you wouldn't learn your lesson. And more than likely, you would repeat it Because you always keep doing things to get, you know, there's no trouble. There's no consequence. So when we say we regret things, we should never regret anything. Because everything is a learning lesson. Those things have to happen to make you a better person. It's to purposely show you what you're doing wrong. And that's why sometimes the Lord doesn't remove things or heal us right away when we want him to. It's not that he don't want to. He's trying to teach his children like a regular parent would teach their child. No, he did it. He needs to understand the repercussions of the decision. He needs to understand that when you you do the crime, you do the time. There's got to be consequences for action. That way you have a greater respect and you are willing to think and be more mindful of your situations moving forward. So they're doing it for your own good. And that's what the Most High is doing here. So when Paul said, when Jesus told Paul, my strength is made perfect in weakness. That means that through me, there will be suffering, but you will also come out of it unscathed because you have already won the battle. And once you learn your lesson, then I'll heal you. Once you've learned from what you've done and you have a changed mind and a changed heart, then I will bless you. That's what that means. So don't ever regret anything, family. Take it all as a blessing that's coming later in your life. If you don't see it as one now. It's because it's a lesson that needs to be learned. We don't regret these things. We have to go ahead and glorify them and praise them and thank the Most High for giving us another day to breathe, to learn these things. You could die in your regret, not learning anything and end up in hell, as opposed to living another day, coming out strong, learning today what you didn't know yesterday, and now being saved and going to heaven when you die. That's how that works, man. So, on that note, family, that's what our incoming... That's going to be our incoming on anything. Pending, circumstances, prophecies, anything that's incoming. Be mindful, be open. Take Favor radio at, at, uh, at arm's reach, <laughs> face value, Seek things for yourself. Hopefully we have not only entertained, but we've educated. And I hope that you all have a blessed night. We're going to close it out. Family, I love you. Watch your backs. Be mindful. Don't forget to pray. And until next time, I'm your boy Jay Read at all, signing off, saying to all, be blessed, peace, and namaste. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. ready here. Yes, sir. Here ready to give praise to the Most High Yah, Yahweh yes, so yeah, Elohim, yeah. Supreme King. Uh-huh. Hey yo, we gotta get our life right. No doubt. And I mean in every sense, that walk gotta be straight. That's Can't right. Can't be hot or cold. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Talk to him. But let me talk to you for a minute. Yeah. Try to keep you out them streets. Out of them worldly ways. That's right. No? Check it. Check it. Get your life right with Christ. Why waste your time? Don't waste time. Yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. That's right. Yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Wasting time over there. What's going on? Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Hey y'all your life right with christ yeah. why waste your time what you call normal i call divine nothing's informal only in mind all these mere mortals be seeking a sign come on yeah Time. Get your life right with Christ, stop wasting time. Get your life right with Christ, stop wasting time. Get your life right with Christ, stop wasting time. That's right, get right with Christ, leave that devil alone, and y'all gotta watch your tone, because all that speaking evil and shunning people will leave you blind, you calling heathens evil, that's people even on demon time, you know why, yeah, cause all the deacons speaking will pastors preaching the feeble minds, in the pews and steeples, the sheep will seek them using the evil eye. Yeah, it's crazy All the lethal reasons for leaving being because of lies If you don't believe them and see them again, you're about to die I kid you not Cause Jesus said to the Jewish people, redeemed from evil, believe in lies You sleep with demons who creep in dreams when sleep arrives Forget that Get your life right with me you ain't worthy. Come and get some of this hellfire. <laughs> get your life right with Christ. Why waste your time? Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Uh, get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Come on. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time. Uh, yeah. Get your life right with Christ. Stop wasting time.